1: Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Doing a little bit of summer cleaning here at Cracked Rackets, we have developed a wonderful queue of podcast interviews to get out to all of you listeners, and a huge shout out goes out to all of those guests, all of those people from throughout the tennis world who have been willing to take the time to chat with us, to hear my corny jokes, everything that goes into a Cracked Rackets podcast, of course, Uh, but we do want to start clearing out that queue a little bit so that we can set up space for all of the new interviews we have planned, of course, with the resumption of play on the ATP, WTA, and ITF tours all imminent, if not already happening, uh, you know, that means we are going to get to talk to players about new topics, right? We don't have to ask them about their quarantine anymore, how they're adjusting to this environment, what it was like for them when play shut down. We can start focusing on the new topics, tennis's return, how comfortable they are feeling within that bubble of tennis's return, some of the other major issues, things uh, going on throughout the professional tennis world. But we were fortunate enough to have so many great conversations over the past five months. We absolutely want. All of you listeners to be able to hear them as well. And that's why we are so thrilled to bring to you all today's podcast guest. He really is one of the top American junior tennis players in the country, a blue chip recruit already committed to start next season at the University of North Carolina. Logan Zapp joins the show. And again, whenever we get the chance to talk to such a highly touted junior, it's so. Interesting to me, right? Because I am now past that phase of my life. I'm through college. I kind of think I know what I'm going to do with my professional life, what I at least want to pursue professionally. But when you're a highly touted junior, right, the, all that's on your mind is training, probably eating, and, you know, uh, everything that goes into becoming a professional tennis player. And so to trying to accomplish all of that in the midst of global pandemic, of course, it's, you know, I get to ask Logan some really interesting questions how he's continued his training. What that adjustment's been like for him, how he's getting ready to adapt to head off to college under these circumstances, and of course things such as how he ended up choosing to go to UNC. We talk about some of his outstanding junior tennis results as well, whether or not he has pro aspirations. It's a really fun conversation. uh, You know, a bonus joy to me, given the fact that my good friend Mark Aerosmith, who all of you listeners may be familiar with if you listen to our Getting to the Point mini break podcast episodes. Mark Aerosmith, of course, that arrow sounds familiar, Aero bar for you listeners, comes from Mark Aerosmith, also the coach of Logan Zap, and so we got to poke a little bit of fun on that topic as well, but it's a really fun conversation that I'm looking forward to listeners uh, hearing. Of course, before we get to that conversation, have to let you know that these podcasts are made possible due to the support we get from our friends across the tennis world. feel like we should start with Aero Bar again, given Mark Aerosmith's relation to Logan and of. A- course, I know Logan is a big fan of aerobars, and so many tennis players across the, of the world really are switching to it as well, because it is the only tennis-specific energy bar in the business. You know you're putting good ingredients in your body, and it's more potassium than a banana, comes in delicious flavors of cinnamon, honey, oat, and chocolate chip, and I just promise you, once you get your first bite, once you feel that result after eating an energy bar, you just, you do have a little bit of a pep in your step, and best of all, you're not feeling weighed down. You don't Don't get drowsy. You don't feel heavy. Uh, It's just a good product, the right way to start your day. And even if you're not playing tennis, if you're someone like me who doesn't like to eat a big breakfast because after doing so, I just want to go right back to sleep, Aerobar might be something you are interested in turning to. So go to their website, Aerobar.com. While you're there, you can save fifteen percent off by using our promo code Cracked fifteen. Of course, again, we ask all of you to go listen to our Getting to the Point episodes where we focus on the importance of nutrition and fitness in the modern tennis game and no one focuses on that quite like our friends at Aerobar so again it's aerobar.com the promo code is cracked15 of course we are also so grateful for all of the support we are given from our friends over at Midwest Sports as well and for more than 30 years they've served as one of the world's premier tennis equipment suppliers by offering a comprehensive selection of fast shipping tennis supplies that few retailers can match they also have one of the largest in stock inventories of tennis equipment online with tens of thousands of products available for shipping directly from their automated warehouse to your front door. They value innovation and have personally tailored their products to highlight your skills on the court. Their well-trained staff are also intimately familiar with tennis equipment and can help you find that perfect racket, perfect shoe, or perfect clothing that is sure to put you ahead of the competition. Their selections of tennis equipment are consistently first to market and they pride themselves in stocking their warehouse with the newest prices, uh, the newest products, excuse me, at the lowest prices. Now, you can find all of these products, Wilson, Head, Nike, Adidas, Babylon, Fila, K-Swiss, you name it they've got it on their website MidwestSports.com. While you're there you're going to want to order yourself up some gear. Know that you can save 15% by using our promo code CR15. You'll also get free two day shipping on all orders exceeding $75 and best of all a free can of Wilson extra duty tennis balls. Midwest Sports wanting to ensure you have everything you need to make your return to the court a successful one. So go to MidwestSports.com use that promo code CR15 All right, with that being said, let's get to my conversation with top American junior male, Logan Zapp. Joining us on the podcast today, you may know him as a blue chip recruit on TennisRecruiting.net. You may also know him as the 2020 USTA Boys Eighteens National Winter Championships uh, champion. Of course, you will all soon know him as a UNC Tar Heel. Logan Zapp, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate no, it. No, it
1: is our pleasure. And that's not a pretty bad. You know, that's a pretty nice way to start 2020. Obviously, uh, you know, we none of us are happy with the current situation. We are all in. But to sneak in a winter championships victory, a gold ball at the start of the year, there's got to be some solace in that.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was a tough it was a tough tourney for me. Um, you know, playing against some, I had to play against some of the guys returning from like Georgia Tech after after a semester of college. Um, like Brandon McKinney and Keshov and so it's always tough against those guys who have a semester of college under their belt. And I had to play some of my good friends too. So but yeah, you know, especially with with how 2020s turned out it's definitely good to have that. Yeah,
1: no, no kidding. And for I believe that event is at the USTA National Campus. Uh, I'm curious, what did you think of the Orlando Complex? I don't know if you've trained there before in the past, but I mean that place is the mecca of tennis.
0: Yeah, it's it's something. It really is something. Uh, I'm from I'm from Florida, so I've played many tournaments there before. But like, stay closed, stay closed. I don't know when it opened, but it's been it's been there for like three. Three, four years, or something, mm-hmm. and you know every tournament there has always been. I've always, I've always enjoyed like playing well there, um, which you know can't be said for some people. But yeah, especially when like all the floor tournaments are gonna end up getting put there, so. It's always fun to play there.
1: Yeah, I mean, minus the fact that you're playing literally on an airport landing strip, like you know the planes flying overhead all the time. But yeah, it's a fantastic facility. Do you get to play, you know, USDA Winter Championships uh, championship matches? That on the center hardcourt?
0: Uh, yeah, the final was on the center. It was actually funny. Um, like my court assignments were so weird. <laughs> I would play like I think my first round, my first two two rounds were on. We're on that we're on that stadium stadium hardcourt right there, and like then like my next three rounds were on court twenty, which is all the way in the back, <laughs> and then I think I had like my semifinals and my finals were both on that stadium hardcourt again. Yeah. So it was it was kind of weird, but I'm in worked
1: out yeah. okay yeah no you got to see your way around the facility right work your way across all of the courts which is always a good thing um and for you again you know to have that sort of result uh you know you this is your last year of uh junior competition is there uh you know an ease you can play with maybe right now given that you're already committed to North Carolina given what you know what you're doing the next year is there a comfort you take now maybe in your game knowing that there's a little less pressure in producing results
0: well, yeah, it definitely helps, you know, with that decision because with that decision already, like, in the past, uh, you know, it, take, it take, obviously it takes a lot of pressure off, you know, you for results, and now you're just playing to really get better and prepare for college. But um, it never I, – I did – like, when colleges started recruiting me, I started doing better results-wise and play-wise. And so, I mean – It doesn't really feel much different, but, um, it definitely helps.
1: Yeah. No. obviously you were doing well as you secured yourself a spot with the UNC Tar Heels, who were clearly a top two team this past season in college tennis. And let's start there before we work our way back to the beginning. You know, what was it about the UNC tennis program that appealed to you and ultimately led to you, you know, committing to spend your college time there?
0: Yeah. Um, I had some pretty good options, um, for college choices. Um, but in the end, like UNC, like it just, you know, like when they say, you know, college just feels right. You know, uh, I really liked the guys on the team. I thought what they, what they had going there was pretty special. And, um, coach Tripp and coach Paul, they just, you know, I just got to watch them coach and, um, work with some of the, players on the team right now and you know it just felt right you know um it's a great school it's got great academics and it's not too far from home like something on the west coast would be but uh yeah and it's got good colors i love the colors too so (laughs)
1: yeah no win 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 it sounds like and you know uh for you in terms of weighing the choices you were making how much did your comfort with the coaches you were going to go play for play a factor in your decision how much did it ultimately come down to you just feeling comfortable around coach paul coach phillips uh in terms of making that commitment
0: yeah it's definitely it's definitely a big part of the process you know they're going to be your coaches for you know up to four years and you know, they're going to be working with you and trying to develop your game, you know, maybe take it to the next level. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, if you're going to be spending that much court time with them, you know, their personality and their way of coaching is definitely a big deal.
1: Mm-hmm. The contrast between Trip and Sam is pretty funny, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I mean, they make a good deal. I mean... I mean, they're they're doing something
1: right. <laughs> yeah, no, clearly I agree with you. I see that appeal. I could see, you know, that laid back attitude, Coach Paul, who's coolest cat in the building, and Tripp, just the go getter. Yeah, it would certainly be a fun time to spend four years. And for you, someone who's obviously had success throughout junior tennis and been at the highest levels, and as someone who's also dabbled in the pro circuit as well, was there any ever, you know, ever any inclination for you to turn professional right away, or was college tennis something uh, you? Were were always, you know, looking to pursue, particularly when you get, you know, the sort of offers I imagine you were getting.
0: Yeah. um, To be honest, I, I always saw, I never really wanted to go pro before college. And, um, you know, I just thought like college tennis, you know, college tennis is really fun. I mean, team atmosphere, uh, I prefer a team environment over an individual aspect, so, uh yeah my parents my parents probably would have never let me go pro uh (laughs) before going to college either so yeah they like they like their education and um yeah i'd always pretty much i'd always just end end up deciding i wanted to go to college
1: Mm-hmm. You talk about playing in that team format. How much do you look forward to doing that? I'm sure you've played the national, te- you know, the spring team championships, the intersectionals. But how much do you enjoy that idea of getting to play an individual sport in a team environment?
0: Yeah, team environments are way better than like, individual. <laughs> I know it's kind of tough now because, you know, tennis isn't normally individual. But, um, yeah, like i uh, just going to be out there with the guys and, you know, cheering them on, you know, regardless of position in the lineup. It's just, I'm just looking forward to it. It's just going to be so much fun. Mm-hmm.
1: And I know you work with uh, former Collegiate Star coach Mark Aerosmith, former Collegiate Star. Hi, I say yep. that kindly because I know him a little bit as well. Um, you know, as the two of you prepare to get you ready for college tennis, what are the things you are working on most? I know you're no, you know, you're know, like 6'3", 6'4". I'm sure in this quarantine you've grown another inch because all we're doing is eating at this point. Um, but, you <laughs> yeah. know, for you, as you prepare to get ready for college tennis, what are the things you are working on most to ensure your game is ready?
0: Yeah, um, just trying to transition my games to the next level. You know, do some fine tuning of different stuff. Nothing, nothing really big. You know, I'm not, I'm not the strongest guy in the world upper body wise. So, trying to, trying to get that a little more ready for uh, strength and conditioning coaches that I'll get at UNC. But um, yeah, right now I'm just working on finishing, finishing points. And we started since we don't know if. K- K-Zoo is going to happen or not, we started uh, playing let's, so yeah so you've, you've already in incorporated,
1: lab. I was going to say so you've already started to incorporate those parts of college tennis into your
0: game yeah, in the point play scenarios mm-hmm. so. just just <laughs> to get used to
1: them, how weird is it to transition from because every instinct is just call a let, right, it, is it weird at first yeah,
0: yeah it's it's def- it's definitely a little weird at first, you know they, I know they play in the ITFs, but I never really uh, got into the ITF circuit that much, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so right now <laughs> especially with the, um, the no ad, I I prefer I prefer win by two instead of win by one, but that's just me.
1: No, that's fair. I think though, and you know, I've had the chance to talk with a bunch of college players, I do think that sudden death format, the pressure of it, it could grow on you, right? You see the appeal of that?
0: Yeah, well, I used to, oh, I used to be so good at, like, those no ad <laughs> points whenever, like, it would be shortened because of rain delay or something, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I, I used, everyone used to call me really good at those, but I don't know. I just haven't played them in a while, and I just I guess more practice would help. Yeah, I mean, it helps
1: to be six three six four. You just unleash a serve, and it's like, yeah, by sure. winning there's no ad point. Um, but yeah, it's certainly something to uh, work on. And it's interesting that you said finishing points. Is that something you think is the biggest transition to the next level? Just making things a little bit easier for yourself because of just how physically gifted everyone gets as you start to progress up the ranks.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, after after juniors, there's going to be no easy tennis matches. Mm-hmm. like every match in college is going to be difficult and if i eventually make it to the pros you know they're all going to be tough they're all going to be challenging so like whenever you can finishing points is always going to be helpful on your body um on your endurance for the rest of the match so you know that's just mainly what i'm trying to work on right now mm-hmm.
1: and how are your practice sessions with uh with coach during this quarantine period have you been able to get in work constantly still
0: yeah the the club where I train at thankfully stayed open. So uh, I think it was like you're not allowed to have more than two on a court or something like that. but yeah i've been I've been still hitting uh, pretty much every day and with Mark and doing fitness and you know trying to just get in the best shape I can to get ready for for college.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have heard a rumor that you, just as recently as last week, beat Mark 6-3. Is this true? And B, you guys play a traditional set. Are you feeling pretty confident now that you can take him?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's not the first time I beat him. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he he wants me to be beating him way worse before I eventually head, head off to Chapel Hill. So, that's the real goal, but, Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of nice to meet him.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's more of a mental thing probably than anything else.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for like for Physically,
1: sure. You, you've you got to have him at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's out there for quite a while. So, I don't know, he always says he's, like, slow and, and, like, you should be killing me. Like, I never train anymore, but he's out there. He's out there for, like, <laughs> seven hours plus every day and just hitting with people, so... I mean, he
1: can say what he wants. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm curious for you, again, as someone who, uh, you know, you were a senior in high school, and certainly there are things like Kalamazoo on the horizon where we don't know this, you know, the situation about. But just to end your high school in a way where it's, you know, you're not going to get to do all of the things seniors get to usually do and to have to do it all in the midst of quarantine. How weird has all of this been for you, that adjustment, knowing that, okay, like, I guess my next stop is college.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. It it really is just you know, crazy all this stuff that's happening. But um yeah, you know, all these tournaments getting cancelled, not even being able to watch like live sports and then obviously all the stuff with school that got cancelled, but um yeah, I mean it's a weird transition but like it'll just make it'll just make I feel like it'll make everything way better when we can go out and like do everything
1: do everything we used to again enjoy life yeah that would be fun enjoy life outdoors (laughs) yeah exactly at that point you might have a little less time for me on the podcast so i'll take advantage of it while i can um and you know to go back in time a little because you talk about being from florida and obviously florida has produced so many incredible tennis players over the years uh how did you get involved with the sport yeah
0: um you know my uh, my parents never really played tennis until like later, so like men's leagues. my dad, uh, my dad introduced me to the sport when I was, I want to say like around six or seven. He just put a racket in my hand and uh, yeah, just just took off from there. you know but most of my training has been for from tournaments throughout the years. I played I used to play a lot of tournaments when I was younger on the weekends, uh, when there was no school. And uh I remember this one time my dad told me that uh, my mom used to think Gainesville was far for a tournament that's like an hour away <laughs> so yeah for, to get here it really is it really is special and I'm really I really am thankful for everything that they've been able to provide for me and you know do for me throughout the years mm-hmm
1: yeah, no, that's so awesome to hear. And, you know, for you, was there a moment when maybe you realized, oh, you know, I'm pretty good at this tennis thing and you decided to take it more seriously than the other things you were doing in your life? When You know, when – and I'm pretty sure you never homeschooled, but, you know, when did you start to uh, really focus on the tennis?
0: Yeah, um, when I was – I never really had, like, a full-time coach until I want to say I won – uh, the state closed for Florida in 2017. It was, like, June. And I never really had a coach until then. I was just hitting with some of the players in my area. Um, but then, like, after I won that, like, I, after I won that, like, Mark called me up and, uh, you know, because he lives here and he, he's coached a lot of good juniors in the past, and a lot of good college players. And, you know, I've been working with him ever since and I I really loved it. And that, that was probably the turning point mm-hmm. to where, what? like.
1: No, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, it was probably the turning point to where, like, I realized, wow, I could probably do something, probably be really good at the sport.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, who's a better recruiter, Tripp and Sam or Mark? <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know. To be honest, uh, this is this is one of the things I love about UNC. Tripp, mm-hmm. like, recruiting happens all all year round. So, mm-hmm. you know, Tripp... Trip focuses on the players more than the actual recruiting, which mm-hmm. I love because, you know, when you want to be there, you, you want him to focus on the guys. So, like, he wasn't putting, like, that much attention into recruiting, and I don't know, I, that just really made sense to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, versus Mark, who is just all in on you, right. who gave you the flattery treatment.
0: Yeah, Mark Mark really wanted he uses me now for everything.
1: So <laughs> he buttered you up a little bit. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um yeah, and you know, for you because correct me if I'm wrong, but you did stay in school. Uh you never made that homeschool decision. What was it about, you know, not doing that as opposed to so many who go and, you know, all in on tennis. Why didn't you uh pursue that maybe spend even more time on the court?
0: Yeah. Uh, my parents were never really too big, too big, uh, fans of the <laughs> sure. homeschooling. They, they really liked the regular educational system more, I guess. But, um, yeah, I actually, I actually did transition to, to online this year mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, in the end I probably shouldn't have cause <laughs> online anyways, but, um, yeah it was tough they still i I think they still regret doing it but (laughs) in the end in the end like i had to take way more classes in online than i would have had to at a regular school Mm -hmm. but i mean i don't really know which one i would have preferred because this way like i get to train i get to train whenever i want and i I got to play a, a couple more tournaments than i normally do the, um, with homeschooling but uh in junior year i missed 40 days of the normal school just, so i missed over a full month of normal school just playing tournaments and i was my teachers only wanted me to miss five and they knew they knew about the tennis thing so yeah they weren't too happy <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that's, uh, first of all, that might be the best humble brag in the history of this podcast. To get to miss 40 days for tournament results, that means you're doing well. That means you're playing till Wednesday, Thursday, you know, week in, week out. Um, and so, you know, mazel tough to you, my friend. Um, but, yeah, you know, because for you to get to have that experience of, you know, staying in school, because I'm sure you've been at all of these tournaments. I'm sure you're friendly with many of the kids who you see week in, week out. But to get to know you have a life outside of tennis, has that been helpful for you?
0: yeah it definitely has you know it's good to have balance you know i i believe in balance it's not just all tennis you know you need to have you need to have some fun you know with your friends when you're out of tournaments or you know just relax a little like a lot of people are end up getting too serious and like overburning or overusing their bodies when they're in juniors and then like they just burn out so they, they, you always have to find balance for fun things and then things you really care about mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, as you prepare for college, I'm sure that'll be helpful to have in your back pocket. Um, Again, you know, for you in terms of taking tennis seriously and training full time, what were you able to do in this last year? Was it really just the getting to travel to tournaments a little bit stress-free, getting that match play in? Or, you know, how did the training change for you as it became more and more serious?
0: Yeah, well, when I was in school junior year, um, I had to only train in the afternoon for and then, like, <laughs> I only had to train in the afternoon. Went for like two hours, but uh, it would rain because it's Florida, you know, mm-hmm, weather and course. all. It would rain, so we would only I, we would only end up getting in like three days a week of training, because um, there there's aren't there aren't any indoor courts anywhere around here. But um, yeah, so with with the homeschooling, I just get to train, uh, adjusting to the weather and. Yeah, I got to play a couple more terms. I did play um, a couple ITFs. I played Eddie, her, and Orange Bowl that were, that were, I I couldn't play them if I was in school because those were like when midterms were. But um, yeah, it's definitely, I've definitely enjoyed it. Can't say the same for my parents, though. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah well again the good news is you would have been uh taking online classes right now anyways so i suppose uh they can take a little bit of solace in that um all right i want to have some fun with you down the stretch do a little rapid fire series of questions just so we can learn a little bit more about you some of your interests outside of tennis uh some of the things you've done in tennis as well that sound good to you
0: yeah go ahead
1: All right, let's start with this question. I have heard that up until two years ago, you did not eat anything before a match. You were a guy who just liked to go in empty stomach. Is this true, and what was the thinking behind that?
0: Uh, Yeah, it is true. It is true. Um, I would never eat, like, breakfast or anything because I would always feel so, like, sluggish on the court. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm too skinny, but... um, (laughs) Yeah and then and then Mark obviously with his bars you know stressed stressed uh better nutrition on court so I've been I've been trying it out and it's it helps it definitely helps
1: so. yeah so so Again, I am not uh, – I feel like whenever you start any phrase by saying I am not a medical expert, it's like, well, no shit. Um, but, you know, I will say I, I am not, and so take this with a grain of salt. But I was always with you, and I don't have to burn the sort of calories you did, you know, during matches. You're playing at a higher level than I was, um, but I just couldn't do it either. Like an 8 a.m., 9 a.m. match, it would be like, really? Like you want me to wake up already, and now you expect me to stomach something? Like, yeah, yeah, maybe, exactly. yeah maybe an arrow bar here and there because an arrow bar, you know, keeps you light, keeps you on your feet, gets you ready to go. So, of course, I understand that. But, um, yeah, it's just I, I, I do feel some uh, – I, I guess that point resonates with me. I felt that same way.
0: Yeah, like I've never been too much of a morning person. So breakfast <laughs> has just been a little, you know, on the side, on the lack side. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, it's like I will eat an omelet, but it will be at 2 p.m. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I, I totally agree with you there. But have you found that the nutrition, especially as you get to the highest levels, it matters that much more?
0: Yeah, it definitely matters. You know, long-term energy, especially when you're out there grinding against good players, some of the top players in the country, and sometimes top players in the world. Uh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely helps. <laughs> Are you a water or
1: a Gatorade guy?
0: <sighs> I don't actually... I drink Gatorade when like if I drink Gatorade if it gets like late in the third set and I feel like I'm losing energy. But I drink water and I drink propel. Oh so, yeah, I drink propel. Mark Mark usually gets onto me for that and you know, some of my friends actually drink it now that I drink it, so doing good business, maybe get a sponsorship.
1: Yeah, no, that's a... Please, if you can, do it. Um, yeah, take that win. Uh, are you a guy who, if I looked into your tennis bag right now, I would find countless water bottles, though? I'd see Propel bottles everywhere.
0: No, I'm pretty I'm pretty clean with, with my tennis bag, with stuff like that. I don't really leave bottles lying around. The only bottles are really in my room that are, like, half-drank. <laughs>
1: yeah th- there are three degrees of tennis slob there's you have the empty bottles in your bag the next degree up is you have the crusty sunscreen and then the worst is when you have the moldy <laughs> banana it's like that's that's the uh, we all know someone who does one of those things um yeah, yeah all right, For you what is the thing you are most looking forward to in competing in college tennis
0: Ooh, uh, definitely definitely has to be the team environment i mean you know, with the support of the guys and, you know, just cheering on the team, you know, making it feel like family and making it feel like home um, for, you know, up to four years. It's really going to it's really gonna be special, and I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun to get to know all the guys even better and, you know, just be on court with Tripp and Coach Paul.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely, and Chapel Hill has plenty of benefits itself. I mean, beautiful campus, yeah.
0: right? Yeah, it's a, it's a great school. I'm really happy I get to go there
1: yeah exactly congratulations to you once again um all right any new hobbies you've developed while in quarantine
0: new hobbies um i'm just honestly (laughs) for this quarantine uh my family finally got netflix (laughs) so i've just been watching a lot of netflix and doing some school but um yeah uh, i haven't really developed any hobbies i used to play a lot of video games but i don't really do that anymore
1: so, well, that's a win. What? All right, we'll go to here, though. What is the Netflix show you're watching nowadays, and what was the video game you would turn to back in the day?
0: <laughs> uh, I used to play a lot of FIFA. Okay. Back so, back in the day, yeah, mm-hmm. on the on the good old PS4. But um, <laughs> yeah, right now I actually, just I finished watching. I finished watching a couple shows uh, in the recent weeks. I finished watching Ozark. Okay. Um, outer banks which is really popular right now um and i finished watching what was it oh arrow
1: okay yeah yeah. i I will say outer banks ozark both on the screen of one of my roommates over these past couple of weeks i'm not there yet i watched the first episode of ozark and i'm intrigued but it just feels like one of those things you actually have to sit down and like really pay attention
0: yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I guess you just have to have a taste for that type of thing. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I just found it fascinating. So,
1: yeah. No, and the Ozarks in Missouri. Matters. Yeah, I would say the Ozarks in Missouri pretty similar to the swamps of Florida. So I could see why <laughs> you know maybe it resonates with you a little bit. And I will also say, playing FIFA, you are in good company with Andy Murray and Rafa Nadal, noted FIFA addicts. <laughs> so yeah, nothing wrong with that as well. Um, all right, for you, your favorite post-match meal.
0: Post-match meal. Ooh. I, oh, I used to be obsessed with Buffalo Wild Wings after matches. <laughs> but, yeah, because I, when I used to go to the national campus, I, there's like a Buffalo Wild Wings, like, 20 minutes away from there. And I would go there, I think, during that state close in 2017, I think I went there five times. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it probably wasn't the best nutritional-wise, but, yeah, probably – probably some wings
1: yeah no hey it worked right
0: yeah i mean you gotta do what you gotta do right
1: (laughs) exactly how frequent are the trips to the refrigerator during quarantine
0: oh there's there's so many there's (laughs) so many just for like food and drink you know sometimes i get so dehydrated so dehydrated i just don't drink that much and then you know go to the fridge grab like three bottles of water or something and go go upstairs so. yeah
1: and then the next hour it's three trips to the bathroom right yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I feel that's, you there
0: that's full of quarantine right there
1: yeah exactly that's the experience Netflix fridge bathroom repeat um, <laughs> you know, I totally feel that there well Logan again thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today good luck to you as you prepare to head off to college I know we're all looking forward to seeing you compete there and you know hope you stay safe and healthy and we'll get the chance to talk to you again soon
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Really appreciate it.
1: Of course. Take care, man. hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with top American junior and incoming UNC freshman Logan Zap, of course, a huge shout out to Logan for taking the time to chat for putting up with all of my questions and you know we of course wish him immense safety, luck, health as he begins to pursue uh, his college tennis career and again, he's a talent I know all of us can get excited to watch uh, when he eventually uh, makes his college tennis debut, hopefully for all of us that debut will be during the 2021 season but you know either way we are still very much looking forward to watching Logan's career continue and again uh, we've had so many great conversations here on the Cracked Interviews podcast over these past five months hearing from so many different perspectives about you know how they've handled this uh, quarantine how it's impacted their tennis life whether it be their practice and training schedule the fact for so many players ranked outside of the top 100 even some within the top 100 just the financial hit that is the taken on their daily lives due to COVID-19 and just, you know, the impact of not being able to compete and not being able to earn prize money. It's, again, so many great conversations along the way. We also had some great chats up with people while we were at exhibition events in Miami in Nicholasville. You want to hear all of those conversations. Guests like Alexis Galarno, Eric Sock, Jeannie Bouchard, Katerina Scott, you know, Ashley Fisher, Haley and Ken Giavara, Andrew Fenty, Jada Hart, Monica Puy, and more go check out our previous episodes of the cracked interviews podcast of course so many great guests on our mini break and great shot podcast podcast as well podcast podcast hey great shot to me there uh the point being we've got a lot of great content here at cracked racket so if you're not like rate subscribe review this podcast the gsp the mini break the inside out pod and of course go subscribe to our youtube channel as well we've got so much great video content up there super producers max Ligner and daniel westoff continue to kill it and by the way shout out to our super producers, Max Flegner and Daniel Westoff for the f*** of an editing job they do day in, day out. A lot of content here in the works at Cracked Rackets. They make it all presentable for you, the listeners, so always got to end with a shout out for them. And again, so many cool things had a- going on right now at Cracked Rackets. We are knock on, knocking on wood, hopefully, going to be at Topsy Tennis Club next week for the WTA International event there. Players like Serena Williams, Arna Sabalenka, Joe Conta, Sloane Stevens. Coco Golf and more all slated to be in action and of course all of us are so excited for this resumption of the uh professional sanctioned tour play. We've been getting in on the action day in, day out on our GSP Ace of the Day segments, so go check those out if you haven't yet already. Uh, but again, with all of that being said, you miss any of our content. Go to the website, CrackedRackets.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I'm at, we're at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly. I'm at GreatShotPod. But with that being said, For our wonderful guest, Logan Zapp, our friends at Midwest Sports and Aero Bar, and all our super producers, Max Ligner and Daniel Westhoff, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I am your host, Alex Gruskin. Uh, You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you all next time. Thanks, everyone.